0: Are there nerds here tonight, nerds? You are a part of the lucky 10,000. With your hosts, Evan. Now get in that house and get us a good shot of the exploded head.
1: And Carissa. From this moment forward, Tom Cruise should go in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Being a nerd, it's not about what you love, it's about how you love it. Hey guys. Hey everybody. This is Evan. And I'm Carissa. And we are the Lucky 10,000, the podcast that gets you luckier than friends learning about each other. Aww. Aww. And we are coming to you, as always, through the courtesy of the Tangent Bound Podcast Network, Podbean and the Stitcher, and of course, the Bearded Pods Network, featuring not only us, but Teddy and the Bassman and the Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast, also featuring myself. As always, if you listen to us through the Bearded Pods Network, please check out some of the other great shows on the Tangent Bound Podcast Network, because amateur podcasts need your support, people. They need it bad. Do you know what else they need? What's that? They need your votes for the upcoming podcast awards. Wow. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I was going to forget all about it. But well, yes, yeah, the podcast awards, people, the nominating process is going right now. And if you go to www.podcastawards.com, then you can nominate the lucky 10,000 under the games and hobbies category.
1: And you absolutely should do exactly that.
0: Absolutely. Because... I don't think there are any other podcasts in the games and hobbies categories, are there? No, none. None. And none of value, obviously. No. None that have two attractive people on it.
1: Who are witty and intelligent. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Urbane. Yes. Verbose. Yeah. Verboden. Definitely that, yes. So, yeah, do that. And also, you know, you could help out the whole network, too, if you want to nominate, say, the Bearded Ones podcast under comedy. Or say Teddy and the Baseman under Mature then you could do that as well. And that well the cool thing about it is there's so many other categories. You can nominate all your favorite shows under different categories, and then one extra show can get a second nomination under the People's Choice Award.
1: And that should totally be us, I think.
0: Oh totally. I mean, if you wanted to do the Bearded Ones podcast, that'd be fine too.
1: Yeah, but I mean it should totally be us.
0: Yeah, but if you really wanted to, you know, Bearded Ones Podcast be alright. But it should be us. Sure. Or the Bearded podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, do that. Uh, The nominations run through April 30th. So please do that. Help us out. And help out any other amateur show that you like. And obviously the big dogs are there and they get plenty of support. And, you know, be honest with yourself. But, you know, the one thing I love about the podcast community is that anybody can do it. And a lot of people are. And a lot of people are doing good content. It's just that no one's hearing it. Right. And an award really helps out.
1: It truly does.
0: Anyway, so what we're going to talk about today, as Carissa brought up a very good point, about this show is that we've been friends for like 20 years
1: really long time
0: we know each other very well through all the ups and downs through all the times where we weren't speaking not because we hated each other just because people drift apart that's Right. but one thing that we haven't done effectively I don't think on the show is really introduce ourselves to you the listener
1: and you are of course the most important
0: yeah I don't give a shit what Carissa thinks of me I do care what you think of me that's right And all your comments are appreciated, except for the ones that say bad things.
1: (laughs) So anytime you want to compliment Evan, feel free.
0: Yeah, that should just be what everyone's life is. I will accept only compliments from people. Okay. Because with the internet, that's all you get. Yes, only compliments. So you've brought something to the table.
1: I have. There has been a semi-scientific study or whatever that was published I don't know, a really long time ago, like in the late 90s.
0: I love it when scientists use the old or whatever. Or
1: whatever. You know, a thing. we got to go to the
0: moon or whatever.
1: Yeah, just you want to yeah. do a thing or something. If we don't
0: make it, I mean, we'll be in the area.
1: You know, whatever. And the study is about how to actually get to know someone. Yes. So it is a series of questions that are designed to increase intimacy between people.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, not necessarily romantic intimacy. Oh, yeah. But in any style of relationship, sure. Coworkers, friends, sure. R- romantic, whatever, these questions can serve to help bring you together, to give you insight into one another's character that you wouldn't normally have just from kind of hanging out or talking Love about it. regular stuff. So I have this series of questions in front of me.
0: And you're going to answer these questions as well? That is correct. You have not looked at them before and formulated your answers already?
1: Uh, I've looked at the five that are on my screen right now okay. because they're on my screen right now, but I haven't really thought about them. So,
0: No cheating. Here we go. Question one. I wish we had like a song or something.
1: Hmm. Maybe I can put it in post. Maybe. Okay. Tanome <laughs> Quiz.
0: Quiz. <laughs> That's a reference, of course, to the Peter Wenz Comedy Podcast, which you should also be listening to.
1: Indeed. And right. you can hear their quiz song. <laughs> quiz. Number one. Yes. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest?
0: Whew. <sighs> Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah. Whom would I want as a dinner guest? There are so many people that I would like to talk to. There's so many people that I would like to pick the brain of. I mean, my ultimate fandom would be meeting James Hetfield. Okay. But I don't know that I would say that as my dinner guest.
1: Okay. That is a distinctive difference between like hanging out with, going yeah. to get drinks with, yeah. going to the movies with. This is specifically having as a dinner guest.
0: Yes. You know what? I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say President Obama. Okay. Mainly because as long as it was an honest, open conversation, as long as he wasn't bound by, you know, politics to say the politically correct thing. Sure. I want to know how the system really works. I want to know what really goes on.
1: So maybe maybe it would be fair to say Obama post-presidency. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. Just so that it's slightly freer.
0: Yeah. Okay. Because, like, we don't really know what goes on. We have no idea. And, you know, there's always that thing when the, new pre- when the new president is taken around the White House with the old president, the outgoing president. And there's always that story of where they take them into, like, you know, the area where hardly anyone goes <laughs> in the White House. And they always come out of the room with that look on their face like, oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Because <laughs> senators don't have that access. That's true. They always think they know how to run things. And then somebody tells them, like, no, this is what really happens. And they're all just like, oh, we're fucked, guys.
1: Okay. That's a good answer. I think my answer would be Stephen Fry.
0: Stephen Fry would be a great dinner guest.
1: I think mostly because I would not be embarrassed to have him in my home. No. Like, I wouldn't be embarrassed about my home to him.
0: Oh, yeah. I would definitely be embarrassed about mine if Obama was here.
1: Yeah, and to me, that's kind of a thing. Yeah. Because like, they're going to be coming into your home to...
0: Also, like, what am I going to... I'm starting to regret my answer now. What am I going to cook him? <laughs> hey, 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 President. You like takeout? What? What? What's your favorite kind of hot pocket? Yeah. <laughs> That
1: not your best impression. No, I know. Obama's hard, though. He can be. Obama's rough for impressionists. Yeah, I would say Stephen Fry because I wouldn't be embarrassed about my house. And he is of the top five people that I would ever want to talk to. Right. I think would be the most both engaging and magnanimous about Mm -hmm. being a guest in my home. Oh, yeah. I would feel less intimidated by him despite his kind of larger than life nature. Yes. Still funny. Yeah, definitely. And I think that would make for a really entertaining evening.
0: I'm down. I like it.
1: Okay. Question
0: two. Number two.
1: I think that we know the answer to this question, but would you like to be famous and in what way?
0: Here's my thing about that. It depends on what level of fame you're talking about. I'm assuming the in what way.
1: Specify your fame.
0: Okay. Yes, but only famous enough to where there are a group of people. A dedicated group of people that like what I do, that would want to talk to me and are interested in what I have to offer. Like, I would want to be the guy that can go to a decent-sized Comic-Con and have a panel. It doesn't even have to be a huge panel. Just a panel of people that love what I do and want to talk to me about it. And then I can go out on the floor and hardly anyone knows who I am. Okay. Because fame fame is a disease. <laughs>
1: okay. Fair enough.
0: I mean, fame fame, I think, is just too hard to live with. I would love to be able to go to the grocery store in my flannels. And Sorry, be Trevor. And unmolested. And, well... Get molested by the right people for the right reasons Sure But um, yeah just to like go out on the street And just kind of just do what I want Without having to worry about somebody Monitoring everything you do and everything you say Whereas you're
1: below the radar for TMZ Yes Okay But people will you know pay to come see you talk about that. I showed you a
0: video recently of the Nostalgia Critic Yeah And that's the kind of guy he is He's famous enough to where he can go to a comic con and have a panel. It's a reasonably small room. You're never going to see that guy on TMZ.
1: So you want to be like YouTube content creator famous? Yeah,
0: okay. that'd be fun. And famous enough also to make a living off of what Wait, I'm doing. Obviously, <laughs> okay. yeah. What about you?
1: Um, no. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't at this point want to be famous. Which There's... is odd because we met
0: through theater. Yeah. So at one point, you at least wanted people to see your work and know who you were.
1: And I still do.
0: Which is a form of fame.
1: I still do want people to see whatever work I produce. Sure. And know that it was me, unless it's shit, and then I don't want people to see it at all. Right, (laughs) exactly.
0: trust me, they'll tell you. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I know. But at this point, I'm kind of settled into my little homebody life. I like that and i don't feel the need to have any sort of additional admiration thrown my way i
0: think most people's definition of what they want in life especially as far as fame is concerned changes as they get older i think you're probably because right. when we're younger i think we have a much more naive optimistic view of life and we think fame means people coming up to you and telling you they love you all the time right especially now in the age of the internet when we see even the most beloved celebrities yep get trashed for no good reason yep. and can't go to the bathroom without someone going, oh, look, it's Tom Hanks yeah. taking a shit. You know, you're like, I don't I don't want that. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. You know, Paul Newman for a long time would give anyone that asked him for an autograph. Guess when he stopped? When? When someone asked him for his autograph while he was peeing at a urinal. And he was like, you know what? I'm just not going to give autographs anymore because that's weird.
1: That is really weird. And, I mean, that's a completely different issue because people have just lost all sense of decorum in society in general, which is a different topic entirely. Yeah. But that is still a true thing. No, it
0: absolutely is. Well, I think fandom has always been that, though. There's always been that group of people who can just sort of respect your distance and go, oh, that's so-and-so. I love them, but I'm not going to bother them. Right. And then there's that. Group of people that have no tact and have no sense of boundaries Yeah, that will bother you whenever.
1: Yeah, because you're a public figure and it is thus their right as the public. Right. And I don't like the unwashed enough.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: To have them simply come up to me for no reason.
0: So yeah, moderate level of fame, dedicated group of people that know and like what I do and find me interesting for whatever reason, and then, you know, go about my life. Okay. And you, pretty much no fame at all.
1: Yeah, basically not. Like, I'm happy that we get 30 downloads on right. the podcast or right. whatever. That's fine with me. Sure. I mean, it would be it would be fine. I'm not, like, opposed to more people listening.
0: Right. But it's also, just... there is a cool, one of the great things about podcasts is there is a level of anonymity. Like, even if this became a huge podcast, if we chose not to show pictures of ourselves, yep. I mean, yeah, people could really research and look it up. Yeah, totally. But that'd be a lot more effort. Than just like I'm in a movie. Right. Look at me. <laughs>
1: right here is everything about me, and TMZ has discovered all of my fifth grade pictures. Exactly. Yeah,
0: but wouldn't it be weird if you were just like hanging out at a coffee shop one day, and someone was like, "I know that voice." <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be weird. That would be so freaky. That would be exceptionally weird. Kind of gratifying.
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, it depends on what the next sentence would be. I suppose. <laughs> if the only thing you hear is, I know that voice. And you're like, thank you. Thank you very much. And I hate your yeah, show. Yeah. Like, oh, well. You make me want
1: to kill myself.
0: <laughs> all right. Next question of the get
1: to know me. Queen. Before making a phone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? No. And why? No. Not at all?
0: Never. Okay. I- I'm bad that way. And that has led to a lot of awkwardness. <laughs> but... I never, like, when I really need to make a phone call, if it's really important, all I can think about is making that phone call. I don't think about what I have to say until the other person answers the phone. And then, like, then I jump into it, and if I'm really enthusiastic about it, then everything comes out fine. If there's any weight or urgency or negativity to the call, that's when I'm like, oh, oh uh, <laughs> so, so um, how are you? You know, I don't know. I don't know what to do.
1: It kind of depends on the phone call because this doesn't say important phone call or dramatic phone call. I would assume
0: if you're rehearsing what you're going to say, it's an important phone call.
1: I don't know. Some people, I know that there are some people who rehearse every phone call. Like, I'm just going to call to see if we're meeting up for lunch and they rehearse that before they call.
0: What kind of weird social anxiety is that?
1: It's, I mean, it is some level of social anxiety for sure, but some of it is also just because a lot of people don't want to talk on the phone. And so what they want to do is rehearse the conversation, get it started, get it done, and hang up.
0: I still kind of enjoy talking on the phone. I don't need to nearly as much because of texting and Facebook Messenger and stuff. But there are definitely times where I'm like, I want a chat, and the person I want to chat with is not here, so I'm going to call them. So I really enjoy being on the phone as long as the person that I'm talking to is a good conversationalist. Sure. So, yeah, I'm not in that camp.
1: I think that I rehearse important phone calls that are not going to take very long. Yeah. If I have to call to check up on like an interview, I definitely rehearse that because sure. obviously I need to sound like somebody they want to hire, right, or whatever. And that keeps me from having a huge like, oh, hey, I'm, thanks for letting me come in yeah. and uh, <laughs> take interv- luck and care. Yeah, take luck with the care that with you luck. <laughs> yeah, it stops that, which is good. But if it's just. Me calling a friend or if I know that it's just gonna be a two hour conversation with somebody I like. Right. There's obviously nothing to rehearse there. You just right. talk. So yes, if it's important mostly because it's important. Right.
0: Okay. Good.
1: What would constitute a perfect day for you?
0: Perfect day. Well a perfect day would probably have to involve at least i think three or four things that i just truly love okay sleeping in would be one yes but not wasting the whole day sleeping in. just sleeping in till i woke up and felt like i have had enough sleep yeah really good sex okay spending time with the family my daughter okay playing some video games okay chilling out with a drink and maybe some friends just a couple watching a movie and then staying up late and going to bed and maybe the next day wouldn't be great because i wouldn't have gotten enough sleep <laughs> but it would have been worth it for the day i had before
1: okay good that's a good simple pretty, achievable pretty solid oh that's yeah nice
0: yeah i don't go into the fantasy realm with that stuff
1: because i could say the perfect day for me would be someone telling me i won 100 million tax-free dollars
0: oh i mean that would be nice yeah
1: <laughs> but yeah i'm mostly with you my perfect day is sleeping until i wake up not having to dress really like yeah just throw on comfy jammies Lay around the house. Yep. Don't have to do chores. Right. No cooking, cleaning, no job. Right. Nobody calling me for anything. Right. Just kind of having the day to do whatever I wanted at any given moment. Yes.
0: With no worries. Yeah. With no, like, if I take this day, I'm going to suffer later.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I would have cuddles from my cats, and yeah, there'd probably be good sex in there. Yeah. What's a perfect day without good sex? Uh, There is no such thing. Yeah, okay, so.
0: There's like 90% days. Yeah, sure. But you need that extra 10.
1: Yeah. So that would be good. And really, mostly, the details of the how I spent my doing nothing time are irrelevant. Yeah. It could be playing video games. It could be Netflix binging. It could be just sitting on the couch with my cats reading a book it doesn't even really matter yeah like all of those things are basically equally perfect when there's nothing else that i need to be doing yeah
0: and it's your option yeah that's the other thing yep there's nothing pushing you to do either or you're just sitting there all of a sudden i want to do this and you do it yeah it's pretty fantastic
1: i do think on the more fantastical side of things akin to the someone hands me 100 million tax-free dollars though not quite that bad would be a day where I got to swim with manatees. That would be cool. That would be great. And maybe hug a sloth.
0: Well, then maybe there are two sides to this question. (laughs) What is the achievable perfect day ever? And what is the harder to achieve perfect day ever? My harder to achieve perfect day ever. I mean, it still involves at least one thing from my... Sex? Oh, yeah. Okay. But, you know, then it can be... If it's a perfect day, it can be anyone I want.
1: (laughs) Okay, true, yeah.
0: So, yeah, there's a few on that list too much detail to go into um but then like i don't know something that i would never be able to do otherwise something like i think i mentioned james Hetfield earlier if i could like jam on stage with metallica for a song oh that would be cool that would be amazing that would be pretty cool i I mean god there's so many things just spending the day in high harry potter world would probably be (sighs) a pretty perfect day
1: oh man
0: you know what I mean? There's yeah. like, and that's achievable. It's just not like something I could just up and do tomorrow,
1: right? So you know, the super fantastical perfect day is the hundred million tax-free dollars mm-hmm. and the like hanging out with Stephen Fry and becoming best friends with, right? You know, pick whoever you want to be best friends with, right? But yeah, my less than fantastical but more than achievable perfect yeah. day would be like swimming with manatees, hugging yeah, that'd a sloth. Be amazing. Those that'd be amazing. Sort of things would be really, really great.
0: Oh. Uh, playing with a baby chimp Yeah That'd be amazing And then right before I go to bed I get a Google notification That says You are just the right amount Of famous now <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's very That'd good. be amazing That's very good Alright Number five Yes When did you last sing To yourself
0: Today Okay Actually But that is because I'm in rehearsals for a musical
1: Okay What about to someone else
0: Yesterday Because we were at rehearsal <laughs> Okay
1: Fair enough <laughs> sing to myself would be probably about half an hour ago on the ride over to your house
0: there you go to someone else you have a much nicer singing voice than you give yourself credit for by the way okay but i get the nerves about singing to someone else believe me
1: i very honestly cannot remember the last time i sang not only to someone else but where other people could hear me
0: does someone else could your like cats count as someone else?
1: I mean, I sing in the shower sometimes if I'm home alone.
0: Mm. So the cats could hear that.
1: Maybe. It's been a while since I've done that, but I have done it before. Ooh, I honestly don't, I, I hate to sing around other people.
0: I know. I hate it. I know. <laughs> so you shouldn't, I, kind of but don't. I know.
1: I have sung with other people when the music was loud enough that they couldn't really hear sure. me. Sure,
0: and the alcohol was flowing. <laughs>
1: No, I would probably sing more if I drank
0: (laughs) Dude, I sang And I hate, I'm not a karaoke person At all, but twice now uh, Because I was with friends And I had a little bit in me I sung the Elton John song That they redid in Moulin Rouge My gift is my song That one And I sung it as Ewan McGregor I tried to sing it in his style, but to Elton John's music Okay. I did okay I can see that I do remember once uh, I was hanging out with people years ago, and everyone at the table knew I hated karaoke, and so I did not sign up for karaoke. And this guy that I used to work with, a bit of a prankster, and we're all sitting there, and all of a sudden I hear, and now to sing Enter Sandman, Evan Harris. <laughs> and I went, I'm not going. I'm not doing it. <laughs> like, you can do it, but I'm not doing it. So yep. the guy I worked with is like, well, we can't just let nobody do it. So he got up there and did it. What you forget about Inner Sandman is it's a long time before he starts singing. Yes, it is. It's a lot of just standing there and yes, realizing that is. you're about to start singing for like two minutes.
1: Yeah. When I was ooh, 17, 16 or 17, I went to Mexico. I had friends there and I was hanging out with them. We went to a bar and there was karaoke. They persuaded me to get up and do Hotel California, Ah, which at the time I had no problem doing. Sure. So I got up and did Hotel California. And kind of the reverse of Enter Sandman, the end of Hotel California. Oh yeah,
0: it's massively long. It's
1: very long and there are no words. And there are no words coming.
0: Can you not just leave the stage?
1: You would think that the karaoke (laughs) thing would just fade out. Yeah. No, they play the whole end guitar riff.
0: Did you just walk off the stage? No,
1: I air guitar the shit out of that. Nice. Yeah. I think, now that I'm thinking about it, the last time I did sing specifically to someone else, or at least to other people listening to me on purpose, was... Christmas Eve 2002 or 3. Wow. We went to a bar to hang out with some friends to do some pre- sure. pre-Christmas stuff and they were having a karaoke thing and I signed up and did something else by the Eagles I think. Yeah. No I don't even remember what You're it was. You're a huge fan of the Eagles. I really do <laughs> love the Eagles. They're very good.
0: Well let me ask you this. There's a part B to this question then. Okay. So we've established you do not like singing in front of people. Yes. However a Broadway producer comes to you and says we're doing blank musical and we want you to be the female lead or just your favorite character with your favorite song yeah which one is it that gets you off your ass to sing on stage
1: oh i mean i'll do just about anything <laughs> i think that there one yeah if there were to be one and i could somehow be assured that it wasn't going to ruin the play yeah. because i was doing it right or that it but wasn't that's the, the setup of a practical you can't joke be.
0: oh okay you can't be sure that you're going to be awesome because that would defeat the purpose of of fighting against your anxiety. But well, you no, can't like, say no.
1: I know that I'm not going to be awesome. That's not my concern. But the one that I would choose that I absolutely adore and think is like the best musical ever written. I wouldn't want to do it and ruin it.
0: I understand. But this is your opportunity. Okay. They'll let you sing this character's song in front of a room full of people. What is it?
1: Wow. Holy crap. I'd... It's a toughie. Jesus.
0: I know you were very fond of the music man at one point
1: I was but I wouldn't that wouldn't that wouldn't be it
0: Well Mm. maybe think on it we'll come back to it Yeah
1: let's let's do that (laughs) because I will have to think on it Yes Okay number six Yes If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life which would you choose
0: I gotta go with mind I have to because if you had the body of a 30-year-old, but then your mind was mush, you wouldn't be doing anything. Okay. <laughs> so I got to go with mind.
1: Okay. I also would, mostly because um, at least my body at 30 wasn't much better than the body of a 60-year-old. So <laughs> Shut up. that It's true. So that doesn't help me any, and I would much rather keep my mind. Like
0: The only part of this, this monkey's paw type trap is if your body is just falling apart, you would be aware enough to know that you're falling apart
1: yeah absolutely but you can much more easily especially these days duct tape and and prayer your way to keeping it together you can be the ford escort of bodies now you can't do that as well with your mind if it starts to go it's pretty much gone
0: and you know by the time we're in our 90s they may have already perfected the whole put your brain into a robot thing
1: maybe absolutely
0: i'd be a robot
1: i know because then you'd be your own robot buddy
0: I know. It would be amazing. (laughs) I could make a little duplicate of myself with my own brain. Yeah. We would have so much fun together. I bet you would. That just needs to happen now. (laughs) All right. Next question.
1: Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die?
0: (sighs) No. Well, I mean, I'm a reasonably healthy person, but I can be a bit of a hypochondriac. Okay. Um, Every time I've ever had a health scare... I go to the doctor, and he's like, no, you're completely wrong. You're fine. Every time I've thought I was having a heart attack or a stroke or any of those things, I was like, you're being ridiculous. So I think I'm going to hold out for a while. Okay. And I don't do anything risky. I don't put my life in jeopardy very often. Okay. So I think when that happens, it is going to just be the normal way. I think we're going to be at least in my 80s and You know, some major organ failure. Okay. Something like that. Fair enough. It's not going to be anything romantic. It's not going to be, you know, jumping off a cliff on a horse to save a damsel in distress. Okay. It's not going to be anything stunt related unless I just happen to be in the way of a plane that a stuntman is on (laughs) because I don't know where to go. Am I supposed to be on this side or that side? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So probably just if I were to predict, it would just be the normal, you know, maybe hopefully passing away my sleep in old age.
1: I want to die peacefully in my sleep like my grandfather, not kicking and screaming like the passengers in his car. Yes. Yeah. Do I have a secret hunch about how I will die? If it is a secret hunch, it's secret even to myself. Yeah. But.
0: I mean, the things you can take into account, you know, the things that the doctor always asks you. What's your family history? Do you have heart disease in your family? Is there a lot of, is there cancer or is there, is there, you know, uh, Alzheimer's in your family? Right. You know, and all that stuff is an indicator. Like if you were a cliff diver, I'd be like, I got a hunch how you Yeah,
1: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But like you, I don't take many risks. I'm I'm not healthy, but I'm not unhealthy. Right. We're both quite
0: average as far as health is concerned.
1: I'm actually just on both sides of the bell curve. Yeah. Like, my body just is just falling apart. It's just a piece of shit. It was faulty from the beginning. And I say this to any listeners that don't know because I have degenerative disease in my spine, which meant I had to have spinal fusion when I was, like, 25, Mm. and nerve damage and bone problems. and But none of like, those
0: things are lethal.
1: None at all. So those aren't going to kill me, but it is also, that means I am literally unhealthy. Yeah. But they're not the kind of unhealthy that are like, I've clogged arteries right. and a uh, potential aneurysm or whatever. Right. So, I think my secret hunch is I will get old enough that I will start to lose my mind, I will notice that, and then I will uh, I will commit doctor or not doctor-assisted suicide.
0: Hmm. Well, on that happy note,
1: well, next question. <laughs> I mean.
0: You have a hunch you will kill yourself. I That's have a hunch
1: that I will kill myself because I don't think, barring a literal accident, right, which I can have no control over whatsoever. We have to take those out of the equation. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't really have a hunch that I'm going to get hit by a bus.
0: Right. I guess. I mean, unless you're constantly running down the road where buses are.
1: Right. And it's just weird. Like, I always see this, like, semi-truck in my rearview mirror. Yeah.
0: That's a hunch. (laughs) Yeah. Or you're in dual.
1: Yes. I'm in a Steven Spielberg movie. Yes. All right. Next question. All right. For what in your life do you feel most grateful?
0: My daughter. The fact that for some reason I'm still regularly cast in plays, which is something that I love to do.
1: The reason is that you are a very good actor.
0: Yeah, whatever. Um, For some reason, and I'm actually able to work in to some degree or another in that field regularly is probably the two things that I think without either of those things, life would be really, really rough.
1: Okay. Good answer.
0: Thank you. Oh, mm. and my cat.
1: Aw. He's pretty great. He's pretty awesome. I am We don't see him right now
0: because he's terrified of having someone else in the house, but he'll he be will, out in a minute. He
1: will glare at me from the hallway every yeah. once in a while, but for the most part, he's just scarpered. All right. What am I most grateful? Hmm. I have a lot of things I am very thankful for. We're both doing okay. Yeah. I really like my life. Yeah. For the most part. I mean- It's got its moments, but... Sure,
0: everybody's does. But you are also surrounded by people that you care about. I am, always. You've kind of been able to have the life that you want in a way. In that, like, you don't have to have a full-time job.
1: Or a job at all.
0: Or a job at all. Yeah, I
1: got to retire at 32, 33.
0: You get to do things that you're passionate about on a pretty regular basis? I do.
1: I am afforded a life that I am content with. Yeah. You know, honestly, there are specific things, people, activities stuff that i'm grateful for but Mm -hmm. honestly the fact just in general i am afforded the life that i am content with yeah is probably the thing i'm most grateful for yeah that's nice all of those things go into making the life that i'm content with
0: good answer good answer
1: thanks all right if you could change anything about the way you were raised what would it be um
0: i don't mind answering this Uh, It's not going to be insulting to anyone because both my parents loved me very much and tried very hard, but nobody's perfect. Sure. Life wasn't perfect. I wish we had been more financially comfortable. Okay. I wish that home life had been maybe a little bit more stable because, you know, parents divorced when I was a baby. Both got remarried and both got divorced again. Okay. So there wasn't a ton of stability, but also I would rather have the divorces than to live with two different married couples that despised each other. Sure. I definitely wish... I mean, those are the big ones. Those are the big ones that I think have contributed to some of the issues that I have. There are plenty of other reasons for plenty of the other issues that I have. But, you know, all in all, it's still not terrible. Okay, good. But I would change those things if I could.
1: Okay, and that's fair enough. I think that a lot of people would say it would probably have been better to have more money and have both your parents in the house all the time. Yeah. Like, that's just probably true. Mm -hmm. My answer to this question is going to be really dumb. And it's not because my mom listens to the podcast. No. But I wouldn't change anything. That's sweet. And it's not, it's not sweet, but questions, kind of any question about if you could change anything in your past, there is literally nothing I would change about my past.
0: Because it's what made you who you are.
1: I like who I am. Yeah. Everything that came before this moment is what made me the person I am. Mm -hmm. And I like me. Mm -hmm. Warts and all. Sure. I mean, there are things about me I don't like.
0: Sure. All, yeah. But
1: I like the fact that all of those things make up who I am and who I am, I think is a pretty damn good person. Yeah. And without any of that stuff that came before, I can't guarantee that I would be this person, that I would be where I am.
0: Well, and, you know, your traumas, regardless of what those traumas are. Yeah. You, if you get through them, they teach you.
1: Yes. I mean, nothing teaches you better than pain and failure right. and hardship. And not that I had a bunch of pain and failure and no. hardship. I had. A, I mean, I really did have a pretty privileged yeah. upbringing, all things considered. But nothing is perfect. No. And every. But he has problems, and I had my share, and I learned to get through them. My parents helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. They made mistakes as parents too, but honestly, I I think they did a pretty damn good job. Yeah. Given everything they had to do to raise me...
0: You have a podcast. I, I do. Mean, come I mean, on.
1: really, that's really kind of all you have to look at.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, a potential People's Choice Award winning podcast.
1: Oh, it should be more than potential. It should just be in the bag.
0: Well, I mean, unless the Bearded One's Comedy Podcast gets it. I mean, one or the other, I but, think it's fine. Yeah, but
1: really, probably this one.
0: Yeah, no, you're probably right, unless the Bearded One's probably. gets it, too. <laughs> All right, next question. All
1: right. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be?
0: Well, he's like superpowers. It doesn't say. I mean there's so many stock answers That I could give And I feel like the one I'm leaning towards Is a very stock answer But one of my neuroses is And it's better now than it used to be I'm sure you can testify to this Is worrying way too much what people are thinking Or the unknown quantities that people present Yeah The things that might be being said about you, things that might be being done toward you that are negative, that are all inspired from another person, polite society, never really telling you the truth. Yeah. If I could wake up tomorrow with any quality, I don't necessarily want to say I would want to read people's minds because that's so invasive. Yeah, that would be horrible A, but it's also really invasive. Yeah. Like I want my thoughts to myself and everyone else should have that too, but I would like to be able to know when people are being honest, like for sure. Just okay, so a, you just want like a little inside my head, is yes like, or no lie detector. Oh yeah, okay. that would be phenomenal.
1: That is a very interesting answer.
0: It'd be really nice.
1: Would you want it to be a yes or no, or would you like to have it have like shades of gray? Shades of gray. So like. This is mostly true, but omitted some details. Yeah, I would like to know
0: what are the falsehoods. I would like to know, you know, if someone is lying, I would like to know what the truth is. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: Just so I knew where I stood. Because one of the hardest things about life in general is, I think anyway, if you are a person who has any insecurity or neuroses at all, is you're constantly second-guessing things. Sure. And it can be really frustrating sometimes. Yeah, you know, Does this person really like me? Do they really think that I'm doing this well? Does this person really care? Or, you know, also it'll help answer so many of life's little mysteries about just communicating in general. Because people get damn good at lying.
1: Yeah, they do. Like, even, even the ones th- that think they're honest.
0: Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that would be mine.
1: Okay. Very interesting. One quality or ability. Quality or ability. The ability to have people give me money all the time. <laughs> No. Although, yes, I mean, I would totally like that. That would be fantastic. But that's. You
0: just walk down the street and someone's like, oh! (laughs) Yeah. Just making it
1: rain everywhere I go. Just (laughs) constantly coming down.
0: And you don't even have to take your top off to get them to do it.
1: Just always people handing me money for no reason whatsoever except that they want to give me money.
0: Because honestly, if you wanted that to happen, you probably could just walk down the street, take your top off, and it would happen. But if you could do it without having to do that, that'd be amazing.
1: Yes. One quality or ability regeneration. (laughs) I mean, that'd be neat. Yeah, I think other than supernatural abilities, which I'll lean But forward, if you
0: woke up the next morning and thought that your wish had come true, how do you test that?
1: I have a lot of things that are broken about me <laughs> that I could immediately tell were no longer broken about me.
0: Okay, I see what you mean. I thought you meant like a lizard's tail, just like, well, I don't know if this is true, but <laughs> cut off my finger. Oh, that hey, didn't get my wish. Can somebody call the hospital? Yes.
1: Other than like actual superpowers yeah, or yeah. superpowers. See, this is gained a quality or ability not lost a problem area so i think i would like to be able to do math oh okay i would like the ability to math
0: see i don't have the ability to math and i kind of don't care so there's another quality i would give myself but i get it it's
1: like i don't really do math as a rule because i can't
0: well but how many people really do unless it's their job
1: very few that's absolutely true but the fact that it has been such a stumbling block yeah. for me, and it is an ability I don't have, as right. opposed to a thing about me I would like to change oh, yeah. or remove. If it's something additive, I would like to add math.
0: Yeah, I get it. And it's also like, I, I totally see where you're coming from. It's not something that I would give myself, because I kind of don't care, but yeah. I do like have vivid memories of, say, being at my office job and getting the cold sweats When I had to work out even the most basic equation. Because I was just like, I I don't understand any of this.
1: Yeah, I think that would be it. As an additive ability, I think that would be the one for me. That's nice. Okay. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know?
0: That's a really good question. So I've been on kind of a journey of self-discovery over the past year. Yeah. There are things in my past that I'm curious about. But I don't think I would. I think I would rather know what the future is. And I think my biggest question would be probably, how does my daughter turn out? Like, am I fucking things up?
1: Okay. That's, that's very insightful.
0: Well, you know, I think we all worry about whether we're doing things right or wrong. Yeah. And when you are sort of in charge of someone else's life, yeah. you want to know that you're doing things right.
1: And it's an important job.
0: And you don't know until they hit adulthood. That's right. And you're like, oh, I'm going to go see her at Platinum Plus. Yeah. Yes. Not anything against anyone that works there. No, but I mean, that's the old joke
1: that you got to pull them off the (laughs) pole. Yeah, it's an old joke. Yeah.
0: So Yeah, that's probably me.
1: Okay, good. I would want to know nothing.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I
1: have absolutely no need. Don't you
0: ever, though, like wish if something really bad is about to happen, you could at least be warned? No. Okay. I don't want to know. Okay.
1: And while I understand why people answer the way that they do whenever they answer this. Like, I want to know when I'm going to die. I want to know how I'm going to die. I want to know what's going to happen to this person or that relationship or whatever. I get that. I understand why people say that. But the beauty of life is in the journey to me. Knowing what's coming, that's like reading the back page of a book.
0: But. If you knew something bad, if the crystal ball could tell you this bad thing is happening, would you be able to prevent that bad thing from happening? Or is it just simply, no, it's happening. There's nothing you can do. If that's the case, then I wouldn't want to know either. Yep, just tell you. you'd spend your whole time up to that point thinking about that point.
1: And I think that will be true no matter what. Like, if you yeah. know it's coming. Yeah. Even if you could theoretically, because if you know the future, it is not fixed. Right. If you know something is coming according to what the crystal ball said when you asked, you will, if you don't like it, try to change what you're doing in sure. order to change the outcome of that. And that might make it worse. Sure. It might make it better, but it might cause, co- you know, I don't know if anybody did listen, but you should have listened to both episodes yes, of our Yes, you should have. If podcast, you're listening to this
0: now and you haven't heard the momentous Lucky 10,000 Teddy and the Baseman crossover, then what is your problem?
1: <laughs> I did mention that I'm a big believer in the butterfly. Yes. And that there's always a consequence. Yes. And you can't really ever reasonably predict what all of those consequences will That's be. That's true. We've talked about it on this show before. We have. One of the wizard's rules is that the worst consequences come from the best intentions. True. And I am mindful of that. So I wouldn't want to know because then it would just be in my mind. Right. I wouldn't be able to forget it. I'd be like, I get that. Oh, somebody's going to die. <sighs> Well, let's make sure that doesn't happen. Right. No, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, I just don't want to know.
0: I get it. I get it. All right. You save your best friend's life, and then 20 years from now, he turns out to be the dictator that ends up destroying the planet. Yeah.
1: Or, you know, patient zero of the next huge yeah. epidemic or yeah. whatever. You never know. All right. What do you value most in a friendship?
0: We were talking about something earlier today, and I've sort of had to come to grips with the fact that I struggle with, like, real emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. And... I always seem to get to a point, and I'm just like, no, stop. What, what are we doing? That would be nice.
1: Emotional intimacy.
0: Like real emotional intimacy. Okay. I think that's very difficult to come by. Yes. You're and are I mean absolutely that like, right. with, with, like, it's it, it's easier with women than men, but at the same time, even with women, like, just ask any girl I've ever dated. There always comes a point where the doors just shut. I'm like, right, I'm done now.
1: I've never felt that way about us.
0: No, I think we're pretty open with each other, and I try to be a pretty open person. I try to be just who I am. Yeah. But at the same time, there is a level of emotional intimacy that is very difficult for me to get to with people in general. Okay. And especially when it gets like really, but this is not relationship talk. This is friend talk. So, yeah, that would be nice. And not even because sometimes even when I do get to that level of emotional intimacy, it's still kind of weird. Okay. I'm just like, ah, it's uncomfortable. Okay. It's like walking in a swamp and fearing there's an alligator right behind you.
1: That's an interesting description.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it, it works, but I said it.
1: <laughs> you did say it. That's true. My What do I m- value most in a friendship? I have like five friends. Mm-hmm. People who are actually my friends. Sure. I mean, I will say friend if I'm just oh, describing sure. something. Like a friend of mine on the internet said, yeah. when it's some random stranger on Reddit.
0: It's much easier to say A buddy or a pal then like this acquaintance I kind of know, but I've only spoken to like once or twice. Right.
1: I was talking to this person who works on the third floor.
0: Right. Yeah. It's
1: (laughs) just, yeah, my friend said. Yeah. But I actually have five friends. Two of them live with me. One of them is sitting halfway across the room with a microphone in front of his face. And two of them are a married couple who lives not far from us who's been friends with my husband since they were like yeah. nine. Those are my friends. I've had other friends in the past, but we've lost touch. Oh, yeah. And really, I've never had more than five to ten at a time. Sure. And none of my friends are the same person. They're yeah. all very different. So it's not like a quality in a person that I look for. I think that the thing I value most is a simple mutual respect. Yeah, okay. That we might differ on opinion. We might sure. differ on lifestyle. We might differ on approaches sure. or whatever. We might be very different people, sure. But you are who you are, and I am who I am, and we both respect and like that about each other. That it's cool that you know my friend Jay is terse and Mm -hmm. quiet and very private, Mm -hmm. and I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm very talkative, and I'm not an oversharer, but I have no problem talking about myself or my life to basically anybody. But there are only a few people who get my actual trust. Right. And he respects that about me. And I respect about him that he is a private person. And I don't need to pry because that's just not a thing. Right. And we get along like a house on fire. Yeah. So I think that that's probably the thing that is most important. Because Even
0: in the moments where your friend is doing something that bugs the living shit out of you. And you're like, I can't be around you right now because what you're doing is so annoying you never go full on, oh, fuck that guy. It's always like, I know this and accept this about you. I just can't handle it right now.
1: Yeah, although I can't really think of any of my friends doing any of that. That even makes me want to not be around them for any length of time. Sure. But yeah, it's like, oh, you're doing that thing. That's cool. I'll be right over here. Yeah. you know, That's yeah. basically it. Cool. Complete this sentence. Okay. I wish I had someone with whom I could share...
0: <sighs> Who. That's tough. That is really tough.
1: No strings attached sex.
0: I mean, that's always awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. But if I were to go deeper than that, it's tough because I think one discovery I have made is that I'm not particularly good at relationships. Okay. Because my first instinct was to go everything. I want someone I can share everything with. But you don't. But I don't know that I do. Yeah. Because I'm big on like, I need to be, you go over there, I'm here yeah you just go over there oh you know what i would love to know someone that i could share every regret with and not fear judgment okay if i could like really just tell every someone every negative bad thing i've ever done just to get it on my chest to analyze it to talk about it and not have any fear of any judgment whatsoever that'd be nice
1: okay is that why you want a robot buddy
0: yeah <laughs> He just automatically goes, it's okay, it's pat, okay. Pat, 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 And I mean, like with you, I feel like I can share just about anything. But everybody's got those little things that sure. they're like, oh, God, that one thing I did, I was such a fucking jerk. And this person's going to think I'm such a fucking jerk if I tell them what I did. You know what I mean? It's not even like dark, dark stuff. Yeah. It's just like Personal. I was a real like... asshole. You know, there's stuff I did in high school that people in high school know that I'm deeply like, regretful and ashamed of that I kind of feel like I've made up for since then mm-hmm. but I'm still so humiliated by it that I don't I don't even want to talk about it anymore because I'm so f- afraid that people would be yeah, like and you're I mean, an asshole.
1: That's <laughs> actually really fair because there's only one thing that I've ever done in my whole life that i actually regret doing and would not do if i had it to do yeah over. yeah only one thing because i'm not big on regret again right. all those things made me the person i am so there's only one thing because it was so damaging to someone else yes to no purpose yes like it didn't help
0: and even like the veil of youth is not enough you know what i mean yeah like, and the I was veil an adult. of youth <laughs> but at the same time it's like So you should be able to look back on that and go, well, I was young and stupid. I didn't know any better. But some things are just so shameful. It doesn't make any difference.
1: And I don't like I don't want to bring it up because it led to nothing good. And all it does is bring that part of me that very clearly was a part of me back up. And I just that part of me needs to just be dead. Yeah. But it did happen. So I can't kill it. Yes. But we can just kind of like uh you know who about it. Yeah. And not ever talk about
0: it again. We can Voldemort it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. I wish I had someone with whom I could share.
0: It can even be something simple. A bowl of ice cream. A bowl
1: of ice cream. I wish I had someone with whom I could share a dinner party with Stephen Fry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think you do. Oh sitting right here. Well then Mr Fry, what kind of hot pockets do you like? (laughs)
1: <laughs> holy crap i don't even i am a really very privileged person i have well then make it simple should i feel bad that i don't lack much
0: yeah probably i should okay but to make it simple i wish i had somebody I could share uh candy corn with. i wish
1: i had someone with whom i could share 100 million tax-free dollars there you
0: go <laughs> and again you have that person. All right, there you right go. There.
1: <laughs> and also the 100 million tax-free dollars to share
0: yes I think we've already established that in this this questionnaire, you've already gotten that. You got that like a long time ago. Yeah,
1: I suppose. All right. So I don't really have a good answer for that. That's okay. Okay. You don't have to. When did you last cry in front of another person? (laughs) And I don't mean on stage. God damn it. Or in rehearsal. God damn it.
0: (laughs) Because there is like one emotional point of this play where I'm not crying, but I'm close. But that still wouldn't count. Like, this is a debate I had with my last girlfriend. When does crying actually occur? I say crying did not occur until a tear actually leaves your eyes. Welling up with tears is not crying because you haven't done it with enough force to actually have water leave your eyes. Because I
1: think you can cry without tearing up at all. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you never done that?
0: Only after I've cried like a lot leading up to that point. It's like the dry heaves when you vomit. Yep. But I mean, before anything has taken place, if your eyes are just starting to well up with tears, you are not crying.
1: What are you doing?
0: Your eyes are welling up. You're about to cry. Okay. You have not cried. All right. Oh, yes. I do remember. It actually goes back to something we were talking about earlier today that I won't go into too much detail about. But there was someone recently in my apartment helping me.
1: Okay. And
0: I was going through a pretty rough time. Yeah. And their selflessness and also my worry that I kind of fucked things up in my life or had done a bad job in a particular area of my life just kind of came over me. Because when someone gives you their time for no reason other than to show you that they care and like really gives their time. Yeah. As much as I do appreciate it, if I'm going through a rough time and someone's like, well, just talk to me or let's go out for a drink. That's awesome. But I mean, there's also like there's a next goes level. above and yeah. beyond. And A, you feel like you've never appreciated those people enough. Yeah. B, you feel like you hate it. That they feel like they have to do this. And C, you're sort of overcome with the fact that they care enough to do it. Yeah. All those things roll together in one. Yeah, I totally cried.
1: OK. What about by yourself?
0: <sighs> I would say in the last year or two, I've actually become much more of a crier. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Than I used to be for whatever reason. And it wasn't that long ago, and it was probably something dumb. It was probably some YouTube video. Yeah. With some animal. Yeah. Or, you know what it was? This is dumb. I don't know why this got to me, but I fell down the YouTube rabbit hole of watching celebrities surprise their fans. Okay. And it made me cry. OK, I was alone by myself watching, you know, half the celebrities either didn't know who they were because they're big <laughs> in the United Kingdom, but not here or celebrities that I just can't stand or don't give two shits about. But like the happiness that they brought to people yeah, just by being there, showing up at their door yep. or popping out in the recording studio and watching the, the reactions they got, it got to me. And I cried. Okay. What about you?
1: Last time I cried in front of another person. You're not a
0: huge crier either.
1: Oh, yes, I am.
0: Not in life. I've seen. I've seen movies get to you. I've seen TV shows get to you. I've seen songs get to you.
1: I am somewhat dichotomous in this. I am a very rational person. Mm-hmm. I am also a very emotive person. Mm-hmm. So I like. I like when things make me feel. Yeah. I like to feel things. Yeah and when i feel things i feel them all the way yeah so that's true i for example i cannot ever watch the end of return of the king Yeah. Without the last 30 minutes of the movie having me completely in tears. Right. Just completely. I get you. Completely a mess. I feel
0: the same way about when Spock dies. Okay. Kirk's eulogy gets me every time. I don't care who the fuck you are. You cannot tell me that William Shatner does not have talent when he delivers that eulogy. It's very good. And every time he cracks and those fucking bagpipes are playing, I'm gone. I'm just gone.
1: And there are songs... Not even like emotional songs, right. just songs that w- for whatever reason, their frisson effect on me mm-hmm. causes tears to well up in my eyes. So that happens like frequently. Sure. But that I am just kind of moved to tears through either sadness or overcome with just general emotion mm-hmm. for like my life as opposed to movies or music mm-hmm. or TV or a book or whatever. Last time I cried in front of another person was probably just a couple months ago.
0: Okay. That's actually longer than I thought it might be.
1: Maybe. I mean, I've watched a movie or heard music since then that has made me cry a little bit.
0: But people weren't there.
1: Yes, yeah, some people were there. Okay. But well, that, that counts, was, though, Does it Okay, well then If
0: it's cry, it doesn't say why. It doesn't say what made you cry. Does it say if you cried? If you cried for any reason and someone else is there, it counts.
1: Uh then it was probably either yesterday or the day before yesterday. There you go. I made my dad watch the documentary Free to Play. Okay. Which is the Dota 2 Yeah, documentary. yeah. documentary and it's, this sounds so ridiculous. <laughs>
0: I Uh, just confess that I cry at Spock's death every time.
1: uh, This is way, way nerdier than that. (laughs) Way so much nerdier than that. Free to Play is a Dota 2 documentary. It's about generally these three specific players of Dota 2 from about five years ago. And one of the three of them is kind of Dota 2's most famous player. His name is Dendi. He's the youngest of three kids and his father died of cancer when he was young.
0: Oh. We'll see already right there. You got a story. Yeah.
1: And so throughout the documentary, they kind of touch on it a little bit and then they tell the whole story. And at one point, his mother says, you know, he would always go fishing with his father. And since his father died, he has never been fishing. Not once. That's all been in the past. And that's okay. That's fine. That's a part of the story. And then the movie goes on. Sure. At the very end of the movie, I am tearing up just talking about it right now. Yeah. At the very end of the movie, the last shot is of Dendi sitting in a little just folding chair in front of a lake with a fishing pole in the water there you go and i'm tearing up now
0: (laughs) but that's not silly or geeky at all it's like even if it was about anything else that'd still be pretty emotional
1: and i mean they did really well and of course it's a movie so they've got the music behind it that's swelling and all dramatic and stuff but I don't know, I think it is nerdy, but it it also touches it touches me. That, oh, yeah that that composition was there and I can see that. that that story kinda came full circle and
0: It's like Field of Dreams is about baseball. I don't give two shits about baseball. Yeah. But that movie will make me cry. Yeah. And you care about Dota. So
1: I do. <laughs> so that's the last time I cried in front of other person was like uh two days ago in front of my dad. <laughs> and by myself. Oh, that would have been two, three Three weeks ago or so okay something my husband had a seizure yeah yeah it was horrible and terrible and incredibly frightening and then he was better or wasn't having a seizure and wasn't right. dead and kind of all the things that have led up to that happening you know i made it through that situation fine sure and then i had a minute to yeah. myself and just lost it.
0: Yeah. When you have to be the tough person in that moment, that shit's got to come out at some point.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it was probably several hours later. Not probably. It was definitely several hours later, but I had a minute to myself and I just, yeah, I just went to pieces. So that was the last time by myself it was about three to four weeks ago. Makes sense. So that's me. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about?
0: <sighs> I'm very fond of saying nothing. And it doesn't mean that I think that there should be jokes that hurt people. It doesn't mean that I think there should be jokes that purposefully offend. It doesn't mean that I think there should be jokes that are cruel. However, I think the right person can make a joke about anything. that I agree. is That ends up being meaningful and allows you to laugh at something. I agree. And I think if you take one thing off the table, you have to take everything off the table.
1: I am totally with you. There is no single topic that nope. all by itself in a vacuum can't be joked about. Because
0: something is going to offend someone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Dead babies, rape, murder, fire. Even the most
0: innocent thing in the world is going to offend someone. I heard Jim Gaffigan on a radio show once. One of the cleanest guys working. Yeah, totally. And a woman called in and complained because she had seen a show and he used a curse word. It wasn't even that big of a curse word. And he kind of went off. And he was like, lady what are you talking about? Wow. I am like the cleanest guy yeah. you will ever see. One curse word slips and all of a sudden you're up in arms. And that's the thing. It doesn't matter. Someone will be offended by something. Someone's been offended by something I have said on one of the two podcasts I'm on. I'm sure they have. And I don't want to hurt their feelings, but also at the same time, there's a power in making something awful something that you can laugh at. It just depends on how you do it. Absolutely. And if I were to say, no, this thing is off the table, then I'm actually denying the possibility of something very good coming out of something very bad. Could
1: not agree with you more. I
0: saw an episode of uh, Comedians in Cars getting coffee the other day. It's one of my favorite episodes yep. so far where Jerry Seinfeld was interviewing Steve Harvey. And I love Steve Harvey. I know it's kind of vogue now to say that you don't like him as a stand-up or whatever. Or a lot of comedians have heard say that. I don't know why. I guess really? it's because he's yeah. I guess it's because he's popular now. I don't know. But I've always loved Steve Harvey. And he said the funniest thing. He goes, something traumatic happens. Comedians have the joke that night. Oh, yeah. They don't tell it right away. No. But they have the joke that night.
1: Yeah. And you have to. Yeah. I've talked at great length, especially on this podcast before, about what a great service comedians absolutely specifically for tragedy absolutely without them we would be lost as a species and
0: there are those comedians that take that too far there are those comedians that think that just all they have to do is say offensive things and it's okay because it's offensive and i'm like well no there's a difference between just saying something for shock value or saying something that is truly cruel and mean or finding something humorous in it that can make you think about it in a different way
1: yeah like you can make really innocent things, very offensive. Oh,
0: absolutely you can.
1: You can totally do that. Yeah. But the topic itself wouldn't be something you couldn't joke about. It's Uh, just that however you happen to be delivering it is shit. Yes,
0: and I guarantee you there's somebody out there that's been offended by something Brian Regan has said. I guarantee it. Oh, almost certainly. So if everyone that gets offended has the right to say you are no longer able to joke about that, if people were able to say this is off the table, we would never have had Lenny Bruce, we would never have had George Carlin, we would have never had Richard Pryor, and these guys are the reason that comedy is what it is and they did it right yeah
1: and the world would be a much poorer place absolutely them. so
0: no i agree i Even couldn't if, agree with you more if i'm in a comedy club and a comedian is something that personally offends me i can get up and leave
1: yeah or you can just you know forget about it when he tells his next yeah, joke
0: yeah exactly yeah
1: totally okay if you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone what would you most regret not having told someone and why haven't you told them yet? i
0: mean this is going to be trite mm-hmm. but I mean, it's obvious and it's true. Uh, I would regret not being able to tell my daughter Oliver. But you do tell her that. Oh, I do tell her that on a regular basis. But I would not want to go without her having heard that one last time.
1: Okay. How about something you haven't told someone?
0: Oh. Oh, boy.
1: What would you regret not ever having told someone? Oh, I see. And why haven't you told them? Um...
0: That's hard. This is the hardest one so far. Because it can be good or bad. Yeah. Believe me, there are a lot of bad ones flying around <laughs> my head right now. I don't want to give in to that. Because most of the people that really mean something to me at some point or the other, I've been able to tell them that they mean something to yeah. me. I don't know. I have nothing.
1: Okay. I don't either.
0: <laughs> that is so hard.
1: And not because I tell everybody everything or whatever. Yeah. Or I guess maybe... Maybe that is exactly it. I do tell everybody everything. I I try
0: to be pretty open myself. I mean, I'm definitely thinking of plenty of negative things.
1: Yeah, but would you really regret not having said to your boss to shove it or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I mean, things that you never did say that you could have said that you think of now, but would that really be a regret on your mind? Right. In my high school, we used to have this tradition of the senior will.
0: Yeah, we had that, too. Okay.
1: A lot of places didn't, so I, I mention it sometimes, and people are like, what the hell are you talking yeah. about? For those that don't know, the senior will is basically all the seniors get to write the things they leave to their underclassmen. So, like, you know, I leave to the juniors of the drama club, mm-hmm. the backstage light that would never go on, right. or whatever. <laughs> you just leave them stuff that are memories.
0: And most of the time, people just try to be goofy and silly with yeah. it. I know I did.
1: Yeah, so did I. And then you put, you know, one or two sentimental Yeah ones in there but it's generally just a which I did not I didn't have anything sentimental in mind at all but we did those and that kind of stuck with me through my life Mm -hmm. so every once in a while I find myself kind of taking a mental inventory of my current will not of my possessions and things that would actually go in my last will and testament but just of my life my life will sure and I run through that and if I come across anything that I would leave to someone that I haven't already informed them about Mm -hmm. I tend to tell them yeah like, oh, that's really something I should have already covered. Yeah. So that way I don't have to leave it.
0: It's amazing. Like, as much as I said that I am afraid of emotional intimacy, there are moments where I'm just, like, bursting with it and I can't not say something. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for the most part, yeah, I, it's, it's, that's just too hard. I, I don't have anything good. Okay. Other than, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> to, to a lot of people. people. Yeah.
1: yeah. <clears throat> All right. Your house containing everything you own catches fire. Okay. After saving your loved ones and pets you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why?
0: I mean, the first thing that pops in my mind is my guitar. And that is like, I don't even play it that much, but like, I can't save my Xbox because then there'd be nothing to pluck it up to. (laughs) I can't save my, I have a Game Boy Advance, I could maybe save that if it happened to have a game in it. I don't know. But the guitar is the one thing that I could take with me that just by itself can give me something. I don't need anything else with it. Even if it's not plugged into an amp, you can't hear it very well, but I'm still getting something out of it. Okay. I'm not great at it. I'm pretty mediocre, but... It is something that every once in a while I'll go for months without playing it and I'll pick it up and play it like every day for a month. And, and that is something I would miss.
1: It's yours. Yeah. It's a part of you. Oh, 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 yeah. I get that. Mine would be my computer.
0: But does the computer count as one thing or would it have to be like just the tower or just the monitor? It's the whole thing.
1: No, I mean, if it had to be one, just one item to carry in my hands, it would just be the tower with right. everything in it because my life is on my computer. Good point. All, like everything from the very important stuff yeah. to the really not at all important <laughs> right. stuff. Everything is in my computer. That's that's good. It has to come with me. Yeah. It has to.
0: Yeah. I think it would suck, but I think if I lost my computer in a fire, I would be more okay than losing my guitar. Yeah. Even though it would be much cheaper to play replace my guitar.
1: But it's still the computer is still just like a chunk of black metal right. with some you know, metal and plastic right. in it. I get that. Yeah. I do, I really do. But for me, like my computer is totally yeah, alive. Yeah. I can rebuild and make a new computer sure but that computer won't have all the data that my computer has on it it would take so long to rebuild it all
0: yeah and for me most of the stuff that's on my computer that's not online is like you know sound files documents that i've written on and not a ton of that stuff so Yeah. yeah okay it would suck but i could live without it
1: would you be willing to have horrible nightmares for a year if you would be rewarded with extraordinary wealth Yes. Yes. Moving on. Yeah. I mean, to me, and I've had horrible. Oh, I've had some doozies. And yeah. Night terrors. Like. Oh yeah. And it's awful. Oh, it sucks. It is tr- It is truly terrible, and I wish it on no one.
0: That would be a rough year. It would be no doubt.
1: It would be horrid, and I would need. A lot of therapy. Yeah. But you know what gets therapy? Money. Extraordinary <laughs> wealth.
0: Yeah. A good therapy too.
1: Yeah. Like I'd be okay. Yeah. There's very little that my own private island and some Mai Tais can't therapize therapeutically. It's like what
0: Daniel Tosh says. People say money can't buy happiness. It can buy a jet ski. Yeah. Have you ever seen a sad person on a jet ski? That's right. No.
1: No. Here's one. It's not really a question. It is alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner in oh. this test.
0: Okay. Can it uh, only have to be one thing, though?
1: Uh, Share a total of five items, it suggests.
0: Oh, okay. We'll start with the outside shallow stuff and go further in. You're very attractive. Aw. You, even in our worst moments, have always supported me. You're very intelligent. You think I'm hilarious. That's
1: because you're hilarious.
0: (laughs) And the fifth one, I mean, there are so many things. (laughs) I mean, there really are. How could you ever pick among my list of outstanding qualities? Difficult. I almost said something so stupid and shallow, but I'm not going to... I want to know now. I was going to say how good you are with tech, because I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not good enough for top five. I like the fact, even when I don't like the fact, that you don't have a problem in honestly saying what your opinion is. It's like what you said before. I don't always agree with it, and there have been times, as are in all friendships, that it's actually made me angry, not like furious. I understand, yeah. But I would rather have that. I would much rather have that.
1: Someone who just gives it to you straight? Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking me.
0: <laughs> so, and, but also like not even just gives it to me straight, but like if they disagree with me about something, I like the fact that I know what your opinion is. Okay. Pretty much all the time.
1: I'm I'm actually very gratified to hear that because I I try to do that to be yeah. a pretty straight shooter. Yeah. Without being obnoxious usually. I mean,
0: there are those people that are like, "I'll tell you like it is." And then they tell you like it is all the time yeah. just because they think that I'm telling it like it is and it's like, "No, you're being an ass." Yeah. But, like, if someone asks you your opinion, you have every right to go, this is my opinion. Yeah. And you don't necessarily have to sugarcoat it. You don't have to be an asshole. But you you, know, you can just be like, this is really what my opinion is. Yeah. And I like that about you.
1: Well, then, that's what I'll lead off with my for my first of my five positive characteristics about you. Okay. Let me get ready. That you take honest criticism for what it is. I try to. I mean, for me, at least. Because, like you said, I don't... I don't just, like, put myself in your life. Like, here's what I think you should do. Right. You didn't ask. It's not relevant. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you what to do because I know better. But if there's something I think I can help you with or something that you need advice on Mm -hmm. or help with, I am happy to give that to you. And I try to be very honest, very earnest, very straightforward with everyone. Mm -hmm. But, like, honesty is not something that a lot of people actually want to hear. No, it's not. They say they do. But they don't.
0: So that's why. That's why it's important to me because I am an actor, and one of my pet peeves is because I've done this before too. But I know so many actors that they'll you'll see them in something. And I'm like, what did you think? And you know, if you tell them the truth, yeah, if it wasn't something that you liked, if for some reason you didn't necessarily dig it or whatever, you can't tell them that. You yeah. just can't because immediately. They'll either be crushed, which you know, disappointment at someone not liking something you did, I completely understand. I think that's valid. Yeah, totally. But then dramatic people take it to a whole other level. And I've always tried to fight against that. If someone says something negative about something that I've done, I let myself be disappointed by it, especially if I respect that person's opinion. But then I go, A, that's just that person's opinion. And Bible if they're right, then maybe that's just something I should work on in the future.
1: Yeah, and I mean it's the difference between that sucked and here is a point of constructive criticism right. that I can actually work on. Right. I like the fact that you take that. And despite all of your, you know, second guessing of what other people think or say or do around you, at least with me, you've always been really open.
0: Well, maybe that's because I didn't feel like I have to second guess what you're thinking.
1: Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I don't like it when people second guess me, so I tried to make it not necessary. Like, if you want to know, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. (laughs) So, I like that about you, that you're able to take constructive criticism exactly as it's intended and not take it personally from me. Right. Like, you can be angry at my opinion or whatever, but you still love and respect me for being a a part of your life that's good enough to tell you what my opinion about it is. So that's the first thing. I like your eyes. Oh, thank you. I always have. They're big and blue and have long, luscious lashes and they're lovely.
0: I'm fluttering them. You can't hear that, but I'm fluttering them.
1: It's true. He is. I I love the fact that you're hilarious. Oh thank you. You've you guys have no idea how funny Evan is, even though he's on podcasts. <laughs> yeah, you've been listening to this podcast for months. You got you no, idea no idea how funny. Like when he's
0: not like on this podcast, he's, he's hilarious.
1: I like I like that you make conversations easy.
0: Oh, I am a good talker.
1: We were recording a podcast just whatever the first one was that when I came over here when we were talking about aliens. Yeah. I came over here thinking I'm not gonna have all that much to contribute to say. And it might end up I might end up sounding really boring. But you were able to draw out what I think was a really interesting, entertaining, sometimes educational conversation (laughs) from the depths of my mind that even i didn't think i could provide yeah you're good at that
0: i like to talk (laughs) and i like to hear what other people have to say and casual conversation sometimes i dominate the conversation without trying to i always want to put in well this happened to me that thing you just said that i only heard the first half of because i was thinking of what i was gonna say (laughs) reminds me of something that happened to me oh you're not done yet i don't care this happened to me (laughs)
1: But when you are engaging, you are very engaging. You're good at drawing out conversation from people. I see why you're a good improv person because you're able to draw that out from the people around
0: you. Yeah, you guys got to see a show. I did. Uh, Was that four or was that five?
1: Oh, I thought it was three. What did I say about you? You're good at taking constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. You have nice eyes. You're hilarious. Mm -hmm. You're a good conversationalist. That was four. Now I'm running into the same problem you were. I have a whole list of things I could say. Oh, just pick them. Now I've got to pick one
0: just pick the one that highlights my ass.
1: You've got a great ass. No. I'll take it. I'm not I'm not saying that. Damn it. I'm not not saying that, but that's <laughs> not the one I'm going with. I like that you're in your mid 30s. You've got a daughter, you've got a life that you've built up and you are now open to self-discovery still. Yeah, oh yeah. There are so many people, so many people who get to 30 35 and are just done growing. Yeah. They're just done. They don't explore, they don't question, they don't look, they don't think, they don't become more than what they were Mm -hmm. when they hit 30, and you don't.
0: I think another way of saying that is emotional immaturity. Not at all. (laughs) I'm doing now what most people did 15 years ago.
1: Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Because you've done self-discovery and self-exploration before in your life. This isn't the first time this has ever happened to you.
0: A lot of self-exploration. Yeah. I mean a ton of (laughs) self-exploration. Usually right before I go to sleep.
1: (laughs) Other than that. Yeah. And most people do that when they're young. But by the time they have a kid and a job... Mm -hmm. In a life, they kind of just stop. Yeah. They stop growing. They are the people they're going to be. Yeah. Whether that's good or bad. Right. And you just didn't. You're like, this is the person I am now, but who can I be tomorrow? Right. Who am I supposed to be next year?
0: Well, if I were to say that there's something about me that is kind of both a negative and a positive, is that I have some pretty glaring flaws, but I think I'm realistic enough with myself to know what they are. And even if I fail, which I do a lot, constantly try and fix them. Yeah. And they win plenty of times.
1: I find that incredibly <sighs> admirable about you in particular, because, especially because this is going to sound like a backhanded compliment, but especially because you are kind of a ball of neuroses <laughs> most of the time. But you are still an earnest, real person who believes that there's more to you.
0: I, I try to be, like, after years of trying to sort of be what I think I thought people wanted me to be, I think in the last 10 years, I've just said, this is me. Yeah. And I still don't know everything about me yet or know what I have the power to change. But this is who I am. And I don't have to put on airs that it's anything else.
1: Yeah. And I think that's great. Well, thank you. I think it's great about you.
0: Thank you. Well, this has been fun. It has been. I've really enjoyed this. And I feel like even though I thought I know you, I know you just a little bit better now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love you, Evan. I
0: love you, Garissa. Aw. Aw.
1: Do you know what would make our love even greater. Wait other for the than two sex, of us? Yeah. Uh, other than that. Yo, what? It would be if our podcast was the number one podcast in games and hobbies on the podcast awards. That would be
0: amazing. You know what would also help? What? Is if you could even nominate us in People's Choice. Yeah. You know what would also help? Hmm. Is if you gave us like a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes, then we could read it out loud and share our love with you
1: That's right and we could look Over our microphones at each other or yeah. You know over Skype cause like we're
0: doing reasonably Awkwardly and creepily right now yeah
1: Hey Hi. we don't have an iTunes or Stitcher review to read do we no we do yeah. not That's sad we should <sighs>
0: Well, my heart's broken. I don't know about yours. A
1: little bit, yeah.
0: If they wanted to even send us an email it would be nice talking yeah. about how much they love us or the five things that they love about us.
1: Or if you want to answer any of the other questions that I've asked.
0: That would be awesome. I actually get to know people that listen.
1: That would be cool. Listeners, challenge. I'm issuing a challenge and throwing down a gauntlet for our listeners. Yeah. Pick one or all of the questions that I've asked here and answer them. Email it to me at lucky10,000, all spelled out, lucky10,000 at Gmail. Or hit me up on Twitter. Probably don't have enough room to answer all these on Twitter. (laughs) But you can get in touch with us on Twitter. Absolutely. At Lucky underscore 10K.
0: And I think you should do that. And don't forget that you can not only nominate us, but the other podcasts on our network and any other amateur podcast that you truly love. And we'll all share the wealth and we'll all share the love of podcasting and being maybe award winning podcasts.
1: That's true. I would really like to be an award-winning podcast, I think. And you
0: don't want to see her sad face.
1: It's adorable, though, so maybe they do.
0: It's adorably sad. (laughs) So please do that, and I hope you got lucky tonight.
1: Good night, nerds.
0: Thank you for being a part of the Lucky 10,000 with your hosts, Evan and Carissa. Email us at lucky10,000 at gmail.com. Find Lucky 10,000 on Twitter at lucky underscore... 10k and visit our podcast network site at beardedpodsnetwork.com.